Texas Football Today is a production of Dave Campbell's Texas Football and TexasFootball.com. If you like the show, help us make it. Become a Dave Campbell's Texas Football subscriber at TexasFootball.com slash subscribe. You get a year's worth of exclusive online content at TexasFootball.com. You get three magazines mailed to you before they hit newsstands, including our legendary summer edition. And you get a year of access to Dave Campbell's Texan Live, our streaming service where you can watch thousands of live Texas high school events, including hundreds of live Texas high school football games. It's all part of a Dave Campbell's Texas Football subscription. Get your today at texasfootball.com slash subscribe. Get on up with Dark and Bold from Community Coffee. Look for it at your local grocery or communitycoffee.com. Hi, I'm Jennifer Potter, Executive Director of Be Well Texas. Too many people are struggling alone these days and alcohol and drug deaths are increasing. We started Be Well Texas to offer high quality, science-based addiction treatment and recovery services anywhere, virtually or in person. In many cases, there is no cost for treatment or medications if you don't have insurance, really. Welcome to Be Well Texas. We're glad you're here. Visit BeWellTexas.org. The Texas Football Today podcast is brought to you by BCR Now. Are you looking for an opportunity to captivate and enhance the experience of those who visit your stadium, arena, house of worship, or business? VCR Now can help you achieve that goal with a total experience. VCR Now is a technology organization that can fulfill your LED, audio, video, lighting, networking, security, and infrastructure dreams. Visit VCRNow.com to learn more. Watch Texas Football Today live every weekday at noon on TexasFootball.com, YouTube, Facebook, and Twitch. And get involved in the conversation using the hashtag TFToday. Yes, yes, y'all. From the Dave Campbell's Texas Football Mothership here in beautiful Louisville, Texas, it's Texas Football Today, a program with microphones and cameras and lights and everything. My name's Greg Tupper. I'm the managing editor of Dave Campbell's Texas Football Magazine, texasfootball.com, a corresponding website. Thank you for spending part of your day with us. Whether you're watching us live, texasfootball.com, Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, Twitter, all the places, or just the podcast, which you can subscribe to on the podcast vendor of your choice. Either way, thank you for doing a part. Support your local mediocre internet show. I'm sitting here, sitting over there at the helm today, making us sound good. They call her the Duchess of the Dorks. She's got a mug that says that. She's Ashley Pickle. I do. It was a gift. I like my mug. Mm -hmm. Howdy, friends. Today is Monday, October 16th, 2023. 38 days till Thanksgiving. Happy 43rd birthday to Texas Football Today's own Sue Bird. Oh, nice. Today's Sue Bird's 43rd birthday. Texas Football Today's own. I got to meet her in person last year at the Final Four. I got to interview her and Diana Taurasi, which was like the coolest thing I've ever done in my life. She was wearing like super cool kicks. Mm -hmm. Dang it. I wish I were that cool. Anyway, happy birthday to Texas Football Today's own Sue Bird. It's episode 1,672. On today's show, folks, big show. We'll go back to front. We're going to unveil, later in the show, we're going to unveil the Texas High School Football State Rankings for week nine. Some major shakeups, actually. We'll get into that. Then, uh, before that, we are going to, oh no, going backwards is tough. We're going to be talking with the head coach of the Clyde Bulldogs, undefeated Clyde. Danny Dudgeon's going to join us after a big win over Jim Ned. Uh, in control of that district and looking like uh, 
Looking like 10 and 0 is a real possibility. We'll talk with Danny Dudgeon coming up here. Uh, but before all that, we're going to get to Monday morning fallout where we overreact to the football weekend. Do we have first four through the door? We sure do. Big Jiggly Water Balloons, Nick Morton, Tony Blaylock, and Ed McElroy. Welcome in, fellas. It'll be a good week. BJWB. Starting off hot on a Monday morning. BJWB in the, in the building. You know who else is in the building? <laughs> Pickle hit the air raid siren. Oh, Monday that was bad. <laughs> Morning fallout, just like the graphic says, where we overreact to the football weekend, and per usual, a lot to overreact to. We're going to start with my opening thought. Opening thought, known knowns and known unknowns. I had to really make sure I spelt all that Are right. You s- <laughs> There's an N on the end, unknowns. Gosh, um, <laughs> See it? No. Unknowns. Oh, yeah. yeah. Anyway. You did this on this purpose. Is a, this is like a military thing. There's no knowns, which is like things that we things that we know exist and we know what they're comprised of. Mm-hmm. There's known unknowns, which is there are things we don't know, but we know we don't know them. Mm-hmm. There's unknown knowns, right? Yeah. I get it, right? And then there's unknown unknowns. Let's talk about known knowns and known unknowns, especially when it comes to the Texas high school football world. Because I think that we've now reached the point, eight weeks into the season, where there are teams that we know exactly where they stand. Mm -hmm. Okay? And especially after this week, I think there's a number of teams where we know exactly where they stand. Pickle, is there any other doubts that we have about the Columbus Cardinals? No, absolutely not. That they're a certified, undisputed, state championship caliber team? 110%. That's a known. We get that. That Mm -hmm. is solidified now. There's other teams. I think there's a few other teams. I think Stratford, that mm-hmm. win over Panhandle, certainly puts them in that mix uh, as well. There's other teams that we haven't talked a ton about. Duncanville, right? Now, next week, they'll take on DeSoto. Maybe we'll learn a little bit more, but I don't think there's any doubt that they're on that short, that short list of Texas high school football contenders. Alito, in that same way. There are teams that we know what they are. What is interesting to me are the teams that we're still figuring out. Pickle, what do we do with Tyler Chapel Hill? Man, I don't know, but that was wild. They lose to Lindale. Yep, we literally were just already looking ahead going, hey, when do they play Kilgore for the district championship? And then... And by the way... Either Chris Cochran. And, and, and give a lot of credit to Chris Cochran and that Lindale bunch mm-hmm. who needed a big upset to, to really springboard them. They've been kind of up and down this season, but mm-hmm. obviously they, they came out and did, and, and did the darn thing. Here's my concern for Chapel Hill. The last time we saw them lose, they were getting bullied up front by Bernie. Mm-hmm. Isn't that exactly what Lindale does? No, 110%. Don't we know now that there is a blueprint? Isn't there a blueprint now? To beat for them, Chapel yeah. Hill? Pickle, what do we do with Frisco Emerson? I have no idea. They give it a fight. They were in it to the end, mm-hmm. but they lose to an Argyle team that was on their backup quarterback, by the way. Yeah. Had fallen out of the rankings, mm-hmm. was not looking very impressive. They were looking, they were looking like another team. Ranked. Now, I do think, I think those are the two best teams in the region. Yes. And yes. I think we're likely to see it again. But that's a team that we don't necessarily know what to do with now. Mm-hmm. Right? 
there's a few of those teams around the state that were just now starting to figure things out about what they are. But just like I think it's important to always recognize what we don't know. And there's still a handful of teams out there that we're figuring out. And by the way, this week, a number of those teams we're going to get to know about. Honeygrove mm-hmm. springs to mind, right? Paradise springs they, to mind. They did have to, they did give up some points. Mm-hmm. They did. Well, yeah, it's tough. Sad. Um, Franklin, I think, is in that mix this week mm-hmm. with Lorena. So we know a lot. We've got eight weeks worth of data. But there's still things we don't know. And that's what makes this exciting. Game of the week. I, last week I went with a college game. I've been on a college game here, and of course you could take uh, Houston versus West Virginia, and you're certainly within your go rights. Cougs. Certainly within your rights. That Thursday night crazy town banana pants that game. That rocked. But I wanted to go in the high school ranks. How close attention were you paying to China Spring La Vega? It was one of our spotlight games. We had uh, Drake Toll and Cameron Stewart on at halftime, and. It was a blast. It was unbelievable. Back and forth. China Spring, sco- like, La Vega scores about two minutes left to take the lead. Mm-hmm. China Spring roars back and scores about 50 seconds left to, to, uh, to take the lead back. La Vega's throwing into the end zone mm-hmm. on the final play, and China Spring holds on. Now, I have some oh. questions about the China Spring defense, especially heading into Stephenville this week, mm-hmm. but... You put in the left-hand column. They don't ask you how. They ask you how many. And that was a wild affair on Texan Live. China Spring, La Vega, my game of the week. Am I overreacting? Yes. Is Texas State the second best team in the state? <laughs> now. From uh, playing in their division? I want to be clear. <laughs> I want to be very clear about something, okay? Hear me when I say this. Of course, like, A&M I would pick would A&M be to beat Texas State. <laughs> yeah. Of course I would. I'm mm-hmm. not saying anything otherwise. But they're now 5-2 and two after a gutty come-from-behind win over Louisiana Monroe. Hasn't always been pretty. No. But something's changing there. Yep. Something's changing. And I think the only... Like, right now, I think Texas is the best team in Texas. Is yes. that... Anyone want to... No, I, that? like, one, pound for pound, and two, in their respective, you know, weight class. Yes. After that... It's either Texas State or SMU. Yep. And SMU just now is starting to show mm-hmm. those flashes of what mm-hmm. SMU football does. We were sitting there watching that game, Mallory and I were, and she's like, they finally look like an SMU offense because they're letting it air out. Mm-hmm. They hadn't been doing that. Texas yeah. State's been doing what they've been doing. First bowl it's game right on the precipice. One more win and they, they get to a bowl game. Keep it on, Texas State. Tell your children about the 5-2 and two Texas State Bobcats. Dude Rock. Time for the Dude Rock Dude of the Week. Where we honor a dude who rocked. Use the hashtag dudes rock to get it in. Let's talk about Jeremy Payne, the four pin high tower running back. I feel like like if you wanted to change the name of this segment, you could call it the large bills only segment because yeah. what I've been drawn to is guys who just score every time they have the ball. <laughs> Jeremy Payne had eight carries for 128 yards and a touchdown. He also had two catches for 131 yards and two touchdowns. Okay? So I'm doing some quick math. So he had 10 touches mm-hmm. for 259 yards and three touchdowns. touchdowns. Seems good. Seems pretty good for Fort Bend Hightower running back Jeremy Payne. This week's hashtag dudes rock dude of the week. It's time for Tepper's play of the week. A lot of great plays. Uh, you can watch a ton of them on Dave Campbell's Texan Live. But this one caught my eye. It's very rare that the play of the week comes from the locker room. But a, King, but a Kingwood Park before their big game this week 
they definitely got the game, the play of the week. assistant coach Eric Kuvert announcing to his, his team awesome. before their game on Thursday against Baton Lee that uh, that he was cancer free uh, spectacular stuff and uh, with all due respect to the ganders of Baytown Lee they had no chance no no chance absolutely not. Kingwood Park wins at 2120 uh, in, a, in a big win for them by the way uh, now uh, six and two on the year playing inspired football and it's easy to see why congratulations to coach Eric Kuvert that's our play of the week now, quick break for a hot take. The Big 12 stinks. I've tried to good. think it through. I've tried to figure out a way around this particular take. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about, the. let's rank the Big 12 right now, okay? Okay. Texas and OU. Light years with, ahead of everybody Within else. one score of one another in some order. Right now it has to be OU over Texas, mm-hmm. right? Top two. Who's the third best team? I genuinely, I don't know. Uh, I think it was Kansas. Then they yeah. lost this week to Oklahoma State. Oklahoma State. Right? Yeah. Who is it? The Big 12 is no good this year. No, they're really not. Plain and simple. And so here's the standings right now. Do you know who is presently second in the, like, as far as standings is concerned? Is it K-State? Iowa State. Oh, yeah, because they had the win over Oklahoma State. Kansas State. Let me t- Tell me if any of these teams sparked joy. Mm-mm. Okay? Iowa State, Kansas State, Oklahoma State, West Virginia, Kansas without Jaden Daniels. West Virginia Addy actually would have been a heavy second favorite yeah. had it not been for Houston beating them on a Hail Mary in a game that they should have easily won. TCU, Texas Tech. BYU, Houston, Tech dropped Baylor, UCF, Cincinnati, none of them. None of them. It's okay to just admit that the, that the league just kind of stinks this year. There's two teams that are at least flirting with elite. Mm-hmm. And, and then, then there's just drops. 12 others. 12 others? 12 others. Yeah, I think. Numbers. Who knows at this point? Who's to say how many teams are in the Big 12? It ain't 12. <laughs> it ain't 12. Anyway. That's my hot take. Now it's time for my ha of the week. Ha of the week. Round Rock Stony Point 7, Cedar Park Vista Ridge 6. Now here's what's frustrating for me about this. 
first of all, Visceridge was a comfortable favorite according to the computer. They were 26 point favorite to win by 26 points. This is the second time in two weeks, three weeks rather, that they've lost a game like this. Remember, back in week six, they lost to McNeil seven to six. This was, I'm sorry, I had this wrong. It's seven nothing was the final score. In this oh. I, I sent it to you wrong because I was getting it confused with the other game they lost by giving up seven points. 7-6 and 7-0, two losses within three weeks. And here's what's frustrating, okay? I'm a guy who's trying to plot out what District 25-6A looks like, specifically as it, vis-a-vis as it matters to Vandergrift. Mm-hmm. And Westwood goes and beats McNeil. And that's like, okay, clarity. This thing's going to start settling in. We're going to mm-hmm. have a nice infrastructure. And then this. And it like invites in all these possibilities of ties. Ugh. Round Rock, Stony Point, 7, Cedar Park, Vista Ridge, 0. That sounds like your guh of the week and not your huh of the week. <laughs> Crazy. <laughs> it's now time for the wild stat of the week. And we need to talk about the Dalhart Wolves. Okay. Let me tell you about Dalhart. Dalhart took on shallow water this week. Mm-hmm. Going to the fourth quarter. That's a far drive. It is. Dalhart clinging to a 21-14 lead. Okay. Okay? 21-14 lead. And first play of the fourth quarter, Shallow Water's driving. They throw an interception. Clayton Vincent, or uh, uh, Carneska, who is it? Colton Carneska, who also had the go-ahead touchdown catch, picks it off in the end zone, runs it out to the five-yard line. Okay. Okay. 11.52 left in the game. They're up 21-14. Dalhart goes on a 23-play, 90-yard, 11-minute, 52-second drive <laughs> and kneels it out on the five. Oh, my God. That rules. <laughs> a 23-play, 11-minute, 52 90-yard drive to then kneel it on the five. (laughs) A legendary drive from Dalhart. Do you know how loud the shallow water parents must have been yelling at the defense to just do anything? Apparently they... Apparently they... um, This is our friend's Press Pass Sports. Mm -hmm. Press Press Pass dot news. Apparently they ran it down to like one second on the clock, play Mm -hmm. clock took it and just kept converting 23 plays to kill an entire quarter 11:50 and win the game literally an entire quarter told you that's your wild stat of the week that rolls step <laughs> called me with that stat he goes dude did you hear about Dalhart?" i'm like no of course i didn't hear about Dalhart." And, and then he told me and i ran in here and i said we got to change, change the wild your, stat of the week also step calling and that not being giving you a high just uh did you hear about Dalhart?" is just mm-hmm. <laughs> Speaking of Matt Step, it's what you've all been waiting for. It's time for this week's Matt Step. He got that dog in him, Player of the Week. And now, the Matt Step. He got that dog in him, Player of the Week. Hey, y'all. It's Matt Step with Dave Campbell's Texas Football. Here at San Antonio International Airport, getting ready to head back to the Metroplex after a great week of high school football. But before I do that, i got to bring you the winner of this week's Matt Step. He got that dog in the board winner. 
And the winner of this week's Matt Step, he got that dog in him award winner, is none other than Lake Belton wide receiver Micah Hudson. The five-star receiver committed to Texas Tech, called in two first-half touchdown catches, and had a punt return inside the red zone to set up another touchdown as Lake Belton rolled past Granberry 45-7. Congrats, Micah. You, sir, have got that dog in you. This has been the Matt Step, he got that dog in him player of the week. Congratulations to Micah Hudson. Y'all have got to be stopped. A, uh, a recognition that I'm sure he will treasure forever. Yeah, forget being a five-star. Forget being one of the most highly sought-after recruits. The fact that he's the mad step, he's got that dog in him, player of the week winner, has to be amongst the top. You have my attention, Van. The Van Vandals take down center... 56-36, in by center standards, a low-scoring affair. <laughs> uh, holding center to 36 points is, I believe, the their low of the season. It is, in fact. I can confirm that. Uh, no, they, they beat Dangerfield 28-21, although I think that game might have been shortened due to weather. Um, they hold them down to a 56-36 win, and that offense is rolling. And now, here's why they have my attention. Open date at Carthage. Ooh. Open date this week at Carthage Week 10. Well, having an open date before Carthage is always ideal. Watch this space. By the way, Carthage got center this week. Get excited for Brock versus Paradise. Interesting matchup here. Uh, Brock, this feels like a carbon copy of what it was last year. Mm-hmm. Paradise undefeated, feeling good, taking on a Brock team that took a bunch of losses in non-district but has been pummeling teams since then. Uh, it was a close game last year. It'll be a state-ranked game. Spoiler alert for the rankings later. State-ranked game this week. Keep an eye on that one. Final thought. It's scoreboard watching season. We we mentioned this earlier when we talked about our uh, our hunt of the week. But we're now at the point, especially in 6A, where teams are going to be keeping an eye on the other teams because it's going to determine who goes where. Specifically, North Crowley, Katy. Vandegrift, mm-hmm. South Lake, uh, no, South Lake Carroll's going to go to uh, DeSoto. Technically, could get could could move. There's a number of big time programs whose fates are going to be determined not on not just on what they do, but on who finishes fourth in that district. So, with these final three weeks of the regular season, we're officially in scoreboard watching mode, and coaches are going to be on the Football Friday app trying to figure out exactly which bracket they're going to be playing in. That is Monday Morning Fallout. We're Texas Football today. We're here every weekday at noon on TexasFootball.com, talking football in the Lone Star State. You can follow us on Twitter at DCTF, like us on Facebook, Facebook.com slash Dave Campbells. Follow us on Instagram, Instagram.com slash Dave Campbells. And, of course, see us at TexasFootball.com. Coming up here in just a moment, we'll talk with the head coach of the undefeated Clyde Bulldogs, Coach Danny Dudgeon. You know who else is undefeated, Pickle? Do you know this? Hmm. These goods and services. Born and bred in Texas hits a little different, as it should. Texas loves doing business with fellow Texans. VCR now takes its Texas roots as seriously as its many partnerships with schools and universities around the state. It's also why we're so proud to promote our brand in the pages of the Texas Bible, Dave Campbell's Texas Football, and on the airwaves of Texas Football Today. Driven by producing quality broadcast video, state-of-the-art audio, and LED video scoreboards at affordable prices, VCR now makes sure to listen to your needs in its athletic department before
before recommending the next best steps. Building great products is our business, and it's our focus on building meaningful, long-term partnerships with our clients that sets us apart. From our 24-7, 365-day help desk, the training lab in our hometown of Red Oak, or our sports marketing business plan that puts money back in the hands of our athletic departments we support, VCR Now is built to last. Reach out to us today at info at vcrnow.com or by calling 855-GO-VCR-NOW. Again, that's info at vcrnow.com or by calling 855-GO-VCR-NOW. I'm Jennifer Potter, Executive Director of Be Well Texas. Too many people are struggling alone these days and alcohol and drug deaths are increasing. We started Be Well Texas to offer high quality, science-based addiction treatment and recovery services anywhere, even at home. We provide compassionate, caring support virtually or in person. In many cases, there is no cost for treatment if you don't have insurance, really. Welcome to Be Well Texas, we're glad you're here. Pickle, let's go to the hotline, and let's go out west to talk with the head coach of the undefeated Clyde Bulldogs. We're joined by Coach Danny Dudgeon. Coach, how are you? Good. How are y'all? Doing excellent. How are things out there in beautiful Clyde, Texas? Man, they're they're great. Another another beautiful day out here in Central West Texas. Well, you guys are uh, the talk of the town right now at 7-0, and uh, coming off of a, a really impressive pair of victories over previously unbeaten Vernon and then taking down uh, perennial power Jim Ned. Uh, going back to the preseason, uh, did you have a feeling, uh, an inkling, that, that this particular team could be doing something special like this? Yeah, we, we thought going into the year that we had a chance. Um, we knew uh, defensively we were going to have to find some pieces. Um, and early in the year, you can see us kind of trying to work through that. But I think we've kind of found the right mixture of our kids. But um, anytime you've got as many seniors as we do and we've got as many kids that are multi-year starters for us, um, it always feels like you've got a shot to have a successful run with, with that kind of group. Uh, you, you mentioned specifically kind of in the early goings. Um, this is a, a team that, you know, you guys take on a good Cisco team, Eastland, these powers. Uh was there a moment in maybe the non-district play where you looked up and you said, okay, we might have a little something cooking here? Yeah, I think the, the fully defining moment was Sweetwater. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we knew we were, we were on the right track, and then for us to go into Sweetwater um, and, and play the way we did, um, we really felt like that we had a great shot to, to really improve and, and prove that we were capable of what we thought we were capable of. Talking with Danny Dudgeon, the head coach of the Clyde Bulldogs here on Texas Football Today. Get involved in the conversation at hashtag TF Today. Coach, you took over this program back in 2021, uh, and the, these past two years uh, have not been as, as good as these two, or this one, uh, one and nine and then four and six. Uh, but obviously something has, has, has changed here. What, what for you is the biggest difference between maybe that program you took over coming over from the Abilene Cooper staff to the program that you're, you're coaching right now? Yeah, I mean, we knew coming in, um, we, we were um, in a rebuild. 
Um, and, and so when you get into that, you know, you have to establish who your identity is and it takes time. I tell people all the time, that's not an overnight fix. Um, and so what you're seeing now is, you know, we want to be defined for a physical football team. We want to be tough nosed and, uh, we've worked really hard for two years. We were all on the verge of it last year when just the injury bug unfortunately completely derailed us. But um, now that we are in year three um, and we've got more than just a few kids that understand what the expectation is, um, I think that's the biggest difference. And obviously the, the, the leadership inside this group is, is huge. Um, we've got 20 seniors of a 30-man roster, um, and those guys know exactly what's expected of them day in, day out. Um, I tell people all the time the best thing they do is they come to work every day. Um, and that's something that's, that age helps you with more than anything. And so um, those are the two biggest changes that we've seen over the three years um, that I've been here. One of those seniors that I know, uh, it, it's hard not to notice uh, what uh, what your QB1 is doing uh, in uh, in Blake Carr. This guy, I mean, 1,500-yard passer, uh, in love, an almost a 1,200-yard rusher. He's, he's already got 35 touchdowns total uh, on the year. Um, the numbers are shocking, uh, and obviously you guys have been rolling offensively. Uh, but as the guy who gets to know him and, and, and watch him in practice and all that, what is it about uh, Blake Carr that, that makes him special? Yeah, I think the biggest thing that nobody sees, I mean, obviously the stats talk for themselves, but um, the kind of leader he is, everybody believes that he's going to be able to break the, the game wide open when the ball's in his hands because the, the amount of trust his teammates have in him. I mean, that's earned. Um, he does that because he, he's always here. Um, he's always done what's asked of him. Um, he's very, very high, high IQ football kid. You know, the other thing that he does for us, a lot of people don't know, is as we've kind of gotten rolling, he's our safety. Mm. Um, and he, he, on top of the kind of offensive production, he had 10 tackles and two tackles for losses against him. Um, so um, he's, he's affecting what we do as a program day in, day out. And we, we knew he had that ability. Um, he's a very talented young man. And he, he proves that day in, day out for us. Uh, talking with Danny Dudgeon of the Clyde Bulldogs here on Texas Football Today. Coach, your first two years uh, at the helm, you guys gave up about 33 points a game um, on average. Uh, this year, you've cut that down to, to 23 points a game and, and, and against some really high-powered offenses itself, and, and including you know last week holding a, a good gym net team to just 14. Um, what has you most excited about this defense right now? Uh, I think the fact that we've been able, you know, the last two years we have been able to defend the run very well. Um, and so with some young kids kind of stepping up into the fray, we, we thought we would have a chance to. Um, and they've kind of proven over the last three weeks that, that we're going to be able to take care of the run game uh, and make people have to become one-dimensional. And that's really exciting. And, you know, and it's coming from a multitude of different kids. We don't have one kid with Buku's tackles and the others don't have many. Um, they're all pitching in and doing their part. Um, we're not the biggest group. Uh, but we are super active, and, and they've kind of bought into that belief of um, we, we can all do this together, and, and they just fight every chance they get. Uh, they're, they're the group that they're going to fight until their last breath, and, and I think that's the thing that makes me most proud is they've kind of figured out who their identity is and kind of learn to lean into it to make themselves as competitive as they become. Uh, the win over Jim Ned really put you guys in the driver's seat there in District 3-3A Division One, but there, there's still work to do. Uh, you guys go sure. on the road to take on a, a Bowie team that's that's desperate and would love nothing more than to, to, to play spoiler before you're at Iowa Park, and then you close out things with, with Breckenridge. Um, Coming into this week, uh, knowing full well what a big emotional and I imagine really exciting victory was over Jim Ned on Friday, uh, what's your message to your guys this week going up against teams that, you know, yeah, maybe they're not going to have the, the, the big flashy headlines like, like against Jim Ned, but obviously you're still going to be critical for you guys going forward. Sure, yeah. I mean, we talked 
um, on Saturday with our kids. And then again today, we've already had our athletic period. Um, it's about us. Um, and, and that's kind of been our our trial year is, is whether you believe us or you don't believe us, it's ultimately about us. And we've got to go get us better um, every chance that we get. And so, uh, you know, we tell them all the time, we don't worry about who the opponent is. We don't worry about what color they wear or what their mascot is. We worry can Clyde get better today um, than we were the day before. And our kids kind of have uh, embraced that approach. And, and that's got to be our approach every week. You know, irregardless of who you play, everybody's capable of beating anybody at any moment. And so, um, we've got to make the main thing the main thing, and that's us getting better every week. And so uh, that's kind of been our focus. That's our rally cry this week, and, and, and I think our kids have bought into that very well this year. He's Danny Dudgeon. He's the head coach of the Talk of Callahan County, the Clyde Bulldogs, 7-0. and Coach, we sure appreciate your time. Congratulations again on all your success, and uh, best of luck this week. Thank you, Greg. Y'all take care. Absolutely. There he goes. Danny Dudgeon, head coach of the Clyde Bulldogs, joining us here at Texas Football Today. That's the real rub there was these past two weeks like they go through non-district five and own we're like cool hey nice win over you know he mentioned that that win over sweetwater on the road of the mustang bowl very impressive they mm-hmm. they drilled sweetwater that was yes. a really impressive win they started off the year with a nice one over cisco five and up all right getting a district play vernon jim ned let's see it then like let's see it then and guess what we saw it <laughs> double digit like multiple touchdown wins over both those teams now they're going to be big favorites over Bowie mm-hmm. at Iowa Park. Week ten is kind of tricky. Yeah, because uh, right now that's probably going to be now. Who's Iowa Park got this week? Iowa Park has got well, Iowa Park's got Vernon, so we'll see. It may be for the district championship, but they can certainly lock up the district championship if they w- if they win these next two games. But a a really remarkable run here for Clyde, and especially considering you know we mentioned it. You know he took over after twenty twenty. And they go one and nine in, in 2021, and we're, it was it was kind of an ugly one and nine that couldn't stop anybody. Um, and since then, the the trajectory has been very clear, like just pointing up. And right now, a lot to be excited about for the Clyde Bulldogs. And that that Blake Carr, if you haven't seen him, he's a game breaker, man. He's a lot of fun to watch. Keep an eye on Clyde uh, as they are undefeated. We appreciate Coach Danny Dudgeon's time. We're Texas Football Today. We're here every weekday at noon on TexasFootball.com, talking football on the Lone Star State. You can follow us on Twitter at DCTF. Like us on Facebook, Facebook.com slash Dave Campbell's. Follow us on Instagram, Instagram.com slash Dave Campbell's. And see us at TexasFootball.com. Coming up here in just a moment, the exclusive, explosive unveiling of the Week 9 Dave Campbell's Texas Football Associated Press State High School Football Rankings. But first, let's find out who's up for the Mr. Texas Football Player of the Week Award. Dave Campbell's Texas Football, in conjunction with the Tax Act Texas Bowl, is proud to give the Mr. Texas Football Player of the Week Award, presented by Kroger, to the most deserving high schooler in the state of Texas. Each week, TexasFootball.com announces 10 candidates for that week's award based on the previous week's on-field performance. Congratulations to this week's 10 nominees. Fans, be sure to vote for the player you believe should be the Mr. Texas Football Player of the Week at TexasFootball.com. Voting closes Friday at noon with the winner announced shortly after on texasfootball.com thanks to kroger and the tax act texas bowl for their continued support of texas high school football and the mr texas football player of the week award one last thing to do today pickle and that is to roll out 
the Dave Campbell's Texas Football Associated Press Texas High School Football Rankings. Of course, Dave Campbell's Texas Football has put out the state's most respected Texas high school ball rankings for decades and has been the official rankings provider of the Associated Press since 2019. These are the official Texas high school football rankings of record. The ones that are going to show up in your newspaper, the ones that people are going to use on, on all the, the graphics and stuff like that. This is where you find it. You Correct. Find it at texasfootball.com slash rankings. Let's start in class 6A. little bit of movement here. Uh, a couple of changes around there, especially on the right side. Top 12 did not get touched. Uh, Duncanville, Galena Park, North Shore, DeSoto, Westlake, and Vandegrift, still your top five. But on the right side, we got a little bit of a makeover. Number 13, McKinney crashes out with their loss to Allen. They are out of the rankings, as is number 22, Dripping Springs. They drop out with their loss to Austin Westlake. And as a result, everybody nudges up a couple of spots. Byron Nelson up to 13, Dickinson up to 15, Pflugerville Weiss up to 17, Rockwall up to 19. 19, Prosper and Coppell at 20 and 21, respectively. New to the rankings, I should say returning to the rankings. Number 24, Fort Bend Ridgepoint. Big winners over Fort Bend Clements to move to 6 and 2. And number 25, the Woodlands back into the rankings after drilling the Woodlands College Park. They are now 6 and 2 on the year. To 5A we go. 5A Division One. nothing to see here, folks. Everyone's a winner. Everyone won uh, pretty convincingly, with the exception of Forney, who got a real scare from, from Lancaster. 21-20 in overtime, but they get the win. They remain 6-1 uh, and one on the year. Top five remains unchanged in 5A Division One. Alito, Longview, Mansfield, Timberview, Port Arthur Memorial, and Fullshear. 5A Division II did have a big shakeup. Specifically, the number two team in the state, Frisco Emerson, drops out of the rankings. They drop out of the rankings with their loss to Argyle, and as a result, everybody moves up a spot. Montgomery Lake Creek, now your number two team in the state. Midlothian Heritage got a scare from Ennis in overtime, but got the win. They're up to number three. Texas High up to number four, and Port Natchez Groves up to number five. Uh, Argyle, their big win over Frisco Emerson, gives them a nudge up to number nine, and back into the rankings, the Colleyville Heritage Panthers, number 10 after beating Fort Worth Arlington Heights. They are now 6-1 and one in the year and ranked number 10. To 4A we go, and 4A got a makeover. 4A Division 1, Tyler Chapel Hill loses to Lindale. The number one team goes down. We bumped them from 1 to 10 with the loss to an unranked Lindale squad. Still keep them in the rankings, but as a result, everyone just moves up. Your new number one team in 4A Division 1, the Bernie Greyhounds. There at six and one winners over San Antonio Memorial. Salina up to number two. Anna back up to number three. China Spring and Kilgore round out the top five. Kilgore and, Ch- and Chapel Hill here in a couple weeks suddenly got very, very interesting. And by the way, how about Stephenville and China Spring this week? Big, big, big game. 4A Division Two. Much less interesting. The number 10 team in the state, the Center Rough Riders, drop out because they lost to Van. And guess who took their spot? The Van Vandals. They're at number 10. They're now ranked there at 7-1 and one with a big win over center. Top five remains unchanged. Carthage, Silsby, Pleasant Grove, Quero, and Wimberley. Keep an eye on Silsby and Hampshire Finette this week. Now, to 3A we go. 3A Division One, where there's a little bit of movement here. Winsboro gets a big win over Pottsboro. That nudges them up a spot there to number... Uh, uh, so uh, Winsboro moves up to number four. Hitchcock's lost to Columbus. It was tough to know what to do with that because we do think Columbus is pretty good, but it was pretty resounding and it was at home. We dropped them from number four to number nine. As a result, Winsboro, Paradise, Edna, Brock, and Bushland all nudge up a couple of spots. And new to the rankings... 
Tell your friends about the state-ranked Clyde Bulldogs. Number 10, winners over Jim Ned. They moved to 7-0 on the year and now state-ranked. The Clyde Bulldogs crack the Dave Campbell's Texas football rankings in 3A Division 1. Over in 3A Division 2, quite literally nothing to see here. Go back. Hi. Everyone was... Hi. Everyone was a winner. Top five remains unchanged. Gunner, Canadian, Tidehaven, Hooks, and Newton. Hooks was idle this week, but everyone was a winner or idle. Now to 2A Pickle. Only one change in 2A Division One. Stratford's win over Panhandle is wildly impressive. Moves them to 7-1 or 7-0 on the year. That is good enough for us to leapfrog them over Cooper for the number four spot. Cooper now at number five. They've got a big game this week against Honeygrove. They beat Honeygrove. They may grab that number four spot back. But for now, Stratford and Cooper swap places. Stratford number four, Cooper number five. Your top three remains unchanged. Timpson, Refurio, and Toller. 2A Division 2, nothing to see here. Everyone was a winner or idle in the case of Mart. Top 5 remains unchanged. Albany, Mart, Newhome, Chilton, and Collinsville, your top 5 in 2A Division 2. To six-man football we go. Nothing to see here in 1A Division 1. This was a big week of open dates for six-man football. A ton of bye weeks. Knox City, Abbott, Whiteface, Miami, and Rankin all on open dates, but everyone else was a winner. Your top five in 1A Division One remains the same. Gordon, Knox City, Abbott, Westbrook, and Jonesboro, your top five. 1A Division Two. Rochelle loses to Richland Springs. And as a result, they drop out of the rankings at number 10 and into the rankings. Number 10, the Kroll Wildcats. Coach Mitchell Parsley's Wildcats are now 7-1 on the year. Big winners over Chillicothe. I believe their one loss in the year is to Knox City, which has aged particularly well. But they are the newest team in the t- uh, 1A Division Two's t- uh, top 10. Your top five remains unchanged. Benjamin, Oglesby, Jayton, Richland Springs, and Klondike. To the private school ranks we go. And once again, the private school love mayor ranks went crazy. Houston St. John's loses after beating Bel Air Episcopal. It's all very crazy. As a result, Regents move, Austin Regions moves up to number three. Argyle Liberty Christian now up to number four with their win over Midland Christian. Very impressive from Midland uh, Argyle Liberty Christian. And back into the rankings after a one-week hiatus, Bel Air Episcopal, they get right with a win over Dallas St. Mark's to leapfrog back into the rankings. Top two at Houston St. Thomas and Dallas Christian. Both winners both say the same. And the private school six-man ranks. Pasadena, we had a number one versus number five. Pasadena First Baptist beat East Texas Homeschool. That drops East Texas Homeschool out of the rankings and back into the rankings. Houston Emory Weiner back into the rankings. Uh, they were idle this week, but at five and one, good enough to grab that number five spot. So your top five in private school six-man ranks. Pasadena First Baptist, Fort Worth Covenant Classical, Conroe Covenant, Bastrop Tribe Consolidated, and now Houston Emory Weimer. Reiner, rather. So there it is, your Week 9 Dave Campbell's Texas Football Associated Press Texas High School Football Rankings. You can find all the rankings at texasfootball.com slash rankings. Let's go over to Ashley Pickle for America's second favorite segment, Final Thoughts. Um, in case you missed it last week, our college football staff put out the mid-season um, All-Texas College yes. team. Um, so if you haven't taken a chance to go look at that, look at that because it's very interesting to see midway look through the it. year where we think that who would be on the All-Texas College team. Yes, yeah, so go check that out uh, there at uh, TexasFootball.com, the All-Texas College team, including the, all pre- the mid-season offensive and defensive MVPs. You can go find that at TexasFootball.com. A lot of good stuff on TexasFootball.com. Go visit it. It's a website. 
That's going to do it for us. Thanks for spending a little bit of your day with us. Follow us on Twitter at DCTF. Like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash Dave Campbells. Follow us on Instagram, instagram.com slash Dave Campbells. And of course, see us at texasfootball.com. Thanks again to Danny Dudgeon of the now state-ranked Clyde Bulldogs for being our guest. For Ashley Pickle, I'm Greg Tepper. Vince Young, please come get your Player of the Year trophy. We'll see you tomorrow on Texas Football Today. Thank you.